You know, I think this is the first time in the history of doing the show that we actually pause mid-show <laughs> to get more beer. And it's perfect that it's Holy Week. I think it, it underscores the, I think it the, underscores the, the pressure of ministers during Holy Week. And yeah. also the weirdness of this week. Everything is weird. Everything so, is so weird. <laughs> Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft-brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the Reverend Shannon Meacham, Olgan Holder, and a special guest address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Today, we welcome Derek Weston, who doesn't have a bio because, let's be honest, nobody does really anything anymore because we're on day whatever of quarantine. Which is not true. We're actually doing everything all the time. But anyway, and, you do and some not, stuff. And not, and you work. And currently, we're smoking a pork butt. So that's happening. That, that's what I do. <laughs> Apparently, now that's what I do. And diddle in the garden, because I like to say diddle. It's a really fun word. Great. Excellent. That's what I do. <sighs> I don't know what to say now. <laughs> <laughs> and After. has 37 Zoom meetings a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. I've now just described everybody in America's resume. There, there you go. There you go. All right. When you go off script, you go off script. <laughs> First day off in a month, Ogan. First you can, day off. Good for you. You might need a few more. You can show your love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get yourself some swag, which apparently is now going to arrive at Shannon's house until, what, May 6th? That's next month. I know. Next month. Yep. All the all the non-essential things are no longer being mailed anymore. How is this non-essential? I have no idea. Um, access to extended interviews, special guests, before or after the show banter, which I actually uploaded some stuff today. So, yeah, there you go. go it's watch. actually happening. It's actually <laughs> happening again. Um, visit patreon.com slash ptlife to get started. And as always, thank you to our current patrons. And you can see clips join the show from the show, join the conversation, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the socials, all the jazz. Hashtag PT Live. Um, I'm going to post later, perhaps from last week's show, my favorite Shannon almost made it to the end of the episode moment. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag slash tag. Hashtag, slash, 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 tag. Slash, slash tag. There you go. Slash tag. You go. <laughs> oh, that was fun. That was a fun episode. Um, so today we are discussing Holy Week. We decided to change it up a little. <laughs> Why couldn't we delay this like everything else in life? Everything, Seriously. everything up, pushed down. Why couldn't we push this down? Oh. So, um, Derek, you're our guest. What are you drinking? I am drinking. Um, so Leighton a couple weeks ago had talked about hazy IPAs, and so since then I have tried a couple. This is Dogfish Head's Hazy IPA. American Beauty Hazy Ripple IPA. It has a trippy ass can. It's it's the dead. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's the it's dead the, bear. The Grateful Dead bear. Yeah. Um, but it's it's real, 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 real good. 
There we go. But it's <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. I am I am a I am a fan of the hazy IPAs. You're a convert. Folks. I am a fan. Make all the IPAs hazy from now on, or double, or triple. There we go. Um, so um, Saturday, whatever day that was, because they're all blended together. All one. It's all one. Uh, day. Uh, the sun finally came out after about a week of rain, and I went on a little bit of a walkabout in my new town of Lawrence, Massachusetts, and I found my my local brewery just three blocks down the street. Nice. In a way, and uh, it's called the Spicket Spicket River. Brewing company because apparently there's a spigot river over there. Okay, and I stopped in. They're just doing cans to go now. They're all there. They'll you know restaurant eatery areas all shut down. Um, sure. So they're just doing some cans to go. So I'm doing one of their loggers, which I can't remember the name of because due to there's shipping delays, no. there's no label on the can. <laughs> That's awesome. No label. So it's just a big can. It's just a generic. Can. I could be drinking anything. I don't know. Beer in a can. Beer, beer in a can. Beer in a can. I did. I did. I did have one on Saturday, and it is very. It's a very tasty lager. Excellent. There you go. So I am um, drinking an old favorite. You're drinking your comfort beer. I am drinking my comfort beer. This is my comfort. I think I drank it last week too. Um, so I'm I'm drinking. No, anyway, last week I drank um, something something. Which is also one of your comfort beers. I was going to say, that's your other comfort beer. Yeah. (laughs) So this is Flying Dog Brewery, um, as opposed to Dogfish Head Brewery, Flying Dog Brewery, both both local-ish to us. Um, It's called Bloodline. It's a blood orange ale. Um, Y'all don't read the backs of your things, but I love reading my stuff. What brings us together as a brethren of good beer is bitterness that runs through our veins. It's so true. What would typically make goosebumps rise and send shivers up spines merely fuels our our intense love of the craft. Cast away your fears, embrace the fire, and join our flock. Do you want me to read the back of mine? I mean, it's... It's, it's, I don't know. My son. This unfiltered IPA is brewed with the ancient heirloom grain spelt to cast a ripple of haze and doze with a special yeast designed to liberate aromatic hop compounds in celebration of our long, strange trip together. That's mostly just jargon. See, the, I, Read labels. Your can, Ogan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for all of those of you on the podcast, it is a, an aluminum can with no labels. There's, there's no really? labels. There's just literally nothing. nothing. It is just no. a can. It is just a can. Well, um, the other the other two options were IPAs, and y'all know I yeah, don't do IPAs. We so know I was that. Like, All right, yeah. I'll take I'll take the label. And what was really nice was that as he put he put the four pack down, and then pulled out a disinfectant wipe and wiped them all down. Nice. So then, yeah. then he invited me to pick them up. So you know, less less transmission. That's how then, much I love you now. Yeah. Then then he touched all over the credit card thing, swiper <laughs> thing. Because it got stuck or something, so you know, whatever. We we can only think so much. We can only we can only yeah. think about so many things at once. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of, it's it's Holy Week. It's Monday of Holy Week. Woo. Um. So, did you use something yesterday? Which means yesterday was Palm Sunday. Did you use something besides palms to celebrate? And if so, what was it? And how does it feel? How did it feel? Did it feel silly? We used kale leaves. Yeah, we did a we did a we did a pre Palm Sunday. We did an article. Shannon wrote an article and had a picture of the kids 
us and the kids waving kale. Um, yeah, that felt weird. That felt weird. Not gonna lie. That was strange. Let me unmute me. I didn't do anything like that. I did not I did not have the mental bandwidth to get any more creative than that. <laughs> I mean, we barely remember to cancel the palm order. <laughs> So we, so, that, we were, so that we didn't have like, you know, 300 palm leaves showing up at our doorstep. Yeah. We were unable to cancel both our palms and our Easter lilies. So we had, we had a hundred and or two. So y'all's, y'all's house looking real pretty right now. Is what so tomorrow, <laughs> the Easter lilies come tomorrow. Yeah, there the Easter go. lilies come tomorrow. And they're coming to my house because they were like, well, nice. we can change the shipping address. And I was like, well, send it to my house then because, you know, that's better than nothing. So I did. Um, I, How I many did, are showing up? I want to, I'm trying to create um, the mental Only image. like we, so we, she was like, you can't cancel, but you can cut it down to the minimum order which was 13. So that's not too bad. So we cut it down to 13. And what, what we're going to do is, um, so I was going to take them around to all the people who are now literally shut in, right? Mm -hmm. Like to, um, not just homebound, like they are shut in their facilities. Um, and I was going to take them around, but I'm really like, we're in a stay safe, you know, stay at home warning or whatever that's called. And, um, I'm just not sure I should go around to all these kind of nursing homes and drop these things off. Um, I'm debating. I'm still debating. I don't know. If you have I mean, you don't have to, right you now, have to, you have to walk in, give them to the people, you know, drop them. No, no, no. You, drop you them at you the curb. Them, right. You leave them, like you leave them outside with a note. They wipe yeah. everything down. They bring them in. Like there's a way to, cause you can, like if somebody needs groceries, I can bring them to them. You need one of those like, you know, claw robot arms. So you, right. Like, pull up the curb you know what? We have a dinosaur one. Gus has yeah. a dinosaur one that has a retractable thing. Well, there you go. Um, so I, I think I will. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm teetering on the, like, I shouldn't be out, but I'm, I really want those people to have something special. Um, so we, that's the original plan. And then um, all the rest of them we're going to plant in the churchyard for next year to come up and, you know, nice. whatever. Um, but we did, so I gave, I left a bucket outside. I had to be at church to accept the delivery cause it's a live plant. So they needed like somebody there. So, um, I did, I was there and I accepted the delivery and I left, I left half of them in a bucket outside a church and just said, if you're going to be out anyway, like do not leave your home for this, but if you are going out anyway, because a lot of our people live in a, in a subdivision where they literally have to drive by church to go to the grocery store to go anywhere. Right. right. I was like, then you can come and grab some palms. Um, and I, we put them out in a bucket in our neighborhood and we told people, you know, in the neighborhood, like come get them. And a lot of people did like, I was surprised by how many people came and got palms yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they I was came up kind of shocked. and they were like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And, um, and you know, it, I really struggled with the whole, like the palm being an idol thing because like the people around them just grabbed what they had, you know, they just grabbed stuff off the trees. And, and that's what I wrote my article on is like, how fun is that? That like, just use what you have and wave what you have. But there's this beautiful tradition about it. And, and the kids do it, you know, it's, Oh, it tugs at you because the kids run up and down the aisle with the palms and all that jazz. So yeah. it felt weird. It did. It felt weird. 
This all feels weird. <laughs> it's not just Palm Sunday. This all feels weird. Yeah. It's just, it's just so weird. And sometimes, like, you really do just have to name how weird everything mm-hmm. feels right now. It just felt weird. And, like, it was weird to have people coming up to our door and grabbing palms out of a bucket. But it also, like, it was it was cool because you could see, like, they were they were grateful that, like, yeah. somehow that little bit of tradition was was protected and continued and and i was like i don't even normally give palm sunday a whole lot of thought the fact that someone would actually go to a stranger's porch and grab the palms do you think do you think do you think they were like that these folks are like really into palm sunday or you just think I okay, we bored. We bored in this doing thing. Palm Sunday cosplay, but I do think that <laughs> there was like some people who were feeling like there's, there's you know more of keeping a, a church tradition going and and I less think it's about, a symbol of comfort right now. Yeah, it was yeah, like it was a it was something that felt had a little bit of normalcy. Yeah, absolutely. And I tiny 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 bit of normalcy. Uh, yeah, we'll take, we'll take what we can get at this point. I mean, I you know somebody texted me because I put up you know on our church Facebook page and in our email that went out like there's a bucket of palms and I I mean I was like very like do not leave your house just to come get a palm like right. and I you know use what you have and you know it's not that important blah 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 but like you know people were like I am crying just knowing they're there like I just you know I, and I just think we all need some. You know, you don't know what the comfort's going to be, right? You don't know what's going to set off, um, which kind of brings us like, holy, you know, this week in the Christian church is the biggest week of the year. I was going to say, if you think Palm Sunday was weird, like, Just wait what's Easter? <laughs> what's yeah. Easter going to be like? Well, exactly. And, and like, so besides Easter, um, what day of Holy Week do you like most? So we have Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, or Easter Vigil, which we don't, our, our tradition doesn't do Easter Vigil, but some, some very much do. Well, I, I love Monday Thursday. It's always like back when I was in parish ministry, it was my favorite. Um, it was my favorite day of the year. Um, I, I, yeah. Um, for me, just kind of the idea of being given, you know, the whole idea of Monday Thursday comes from the mandatum that we have a new commandment, which is to love our neighbor as ourselves and to serve people as Christ served his disciples. Um, there's just something incredibly meaningful about that. Um, and, and it's a quieter service and it's usually a more contemplative service. And I love that. And I think there's way too much noise in most of our services. Um, and so I, I love, I love Monday Thursday. I, that wasn't about you. <laughs> I feel like I just got in trouble. I'm all I'm, I'm saying, generally speaking, in mainstream Christianity, we are loud. And this, this is why we, we got to go back to just post and video the whole episode. That, <laughs> that looked right there. That looked right there. Just said it all. Monday said Thursday volumes. is a time that, that tends to be more quiet and contemplative, and that's why it's my favorite. Listen, they hired me as their pastor. I, There's they, not going to be any quiet. They, in the mix. they knew that loud was part of the package. <laughs> How about you, Ogan? Do you, I mean, and, and I guess also curious, how is, um, 
is Holy Week itself lived out differently in unity in any significant ways? It, um, well, everything in unity is different. <laughs> goes, without, goes without saying. Um, so it's really weird because, again, what happens in unity churches more so than I think more uh, contemporary or even traditional churches is dictated by where the minister lands. Yeah. So you have ministers who are still very, very closely affiliated to the Christian story. You get ministers who are like, you know, way on the, you know, new age spectrum. We got, we got a lot of course in miracles based ministers. So it, it mm. shows up in mm. different ways. Um, so what, what we traditionally do, what most uni churches traditionally do, we'll definitely do Palm Sunday, a good Friday, uh, uh, Easter service. Some will add a, a Thursday communion service. Some will roll in communion on Friday with the Good Friday service. Like one, I remember one year, one of the first years I was there, I did do a, a Monday Thursday service where we we talked about the you know the commandment. We talked, we 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 did a communion sort of service then and then we did a good friday service and then an easter service and people were like you know what that's too much that's we gotta dive it, we gotta dive it back it's, we're we're unique people we don't need to be in church that often right. sort of sort of deal so so it's been dialed back and of course you know unity's interpretations are are in in many ways very different from from most christian straightforward um interpretations of what that all means but this year again, um, with the weirdness of all that's happening, we're gonna do our best to, like everyone else, do virtual online services. I, I had toyed with the idea of, of, of creating some sort of, yeah, communion type experience, and but there was a, there was also this piece of me that's kind of like, like you haven't done that in the last three years. It's not something that people have asked for or said yeah. they've missed. Um, you know, don't feel the need to work hard because you're in this weird time. Like the only reason I was contemplating it is because we're in this weird time. Right. Yep. And, and there's, right. there's like that, that, that like urge to want to do more to keep people more connected. And, and, and it's, it's, it's a weirdly dangerous temptation because then we're, you know, you're talking about it's the first day you've had off. And uh, yeah, I was looking at my past two weeks and while, while my schedule it's definitely been more more fluid and all over the place. I realized, yeah, there hasn't. I think in the last three weeks since this all started, there's really only been one day that I wholly did nothing related to to my job or church. And yeah, I mean, I'm I find that too. Like, it's not that I'm working all day every day. It's just that there's no routine. There's no like specific days off. And there right. really is something to like that 24 hours of nothing, you know, nothing. Yes. Church yes. 48 if you can get it. But 48 if you can get yeah. it, right? But definitely, uh, definitely the, the 24. And, and this week, Holy Week, again, we add more. There's we add more, more in. right? So we're, I know we're, last we're week I was more. like, okay, here's what I think my days off could look like. And I was like, this is a terrible time to put boundaries on the week like the week of holy week <laughs> like that plus terrible. plus it's it's also i think kind of harder for clergy because how many ways can you rewrite that same easter talk or the same palm sunday talk yeah. it's like the same thing it's the same I story made Derek preach on palm sunday because i was like i just can't you just you know, gotta do it you gotta do it it's it's the same there's so i struggle i struggle most yeah. at easter and struggle more at christmas 
because everybody knows what's happening. They know the whole story. You're not See, bringing up Christmas, something new. It's, yeah. At Christmas, there's a better, like I can tell a story, right? I can at least right. get a new story in each year to get to the same point. Easter is much harder to, I mean, after yeah. like, this will be, this, this sermon, this Easter sermon will be my 16th Easter sermon. I can't imagine. And like, you know, what, but, but, I, well, we'll get to that in the end. Actually, we're going to talk about that in the end. So for me, um, so Good Friday is actually my favorite. Um, it's interesting because it's theologically not, but um, there's some connection to me. Like there's a very deep connection. Like I can't read through the Good Friday text without like, somewhere absolutely crying in the middle um and i and it's interesting because my my theology on atonement has changed so vastly over the years to the point that i pretty much kind of you know reject a lot of this mm -hmm. and yet i still have this emotional reaction to this idea and part of it is just the cruelty of humanity right like like this story absolutely lays out the cruelty of capital punishment and the the unfair trial that's involved. I mean, and I don't want to underestimate that. Like that's very, very real. That is still happening today in a different way, right? Um, and of manipulating evidence and bringing only certain people to show, to be witness and you know, um, are we are we talking about Jesus crucifixion? Or are we talking about the Tiger King? Like, I'm confused right now. We they seem <laughs> we to blend it that far so, in the Tiger King. <laughs> seem to blend it into one another right now. We haven't gotten that far. Um, Tiger King episode next week, folks. By the way, we're, we're I'm calling it now. We got to talk about. We got to talk. All right, about we'll it. talk about it next week. We, we, no, we, I mean, we I mean, touched a little bit. I got to tell. We touched a little bit on the pre-show. Shannon and, and yep. Derek have not finished watch watching it yet. So if you want to have a little pre pre tiger king uh taste of our conversation i will there's, i will definitely no get that video up this week <laughs> there is only post tiger king yeah um anyway <laughs> but but yeah i mean i i so i think part of that is just the the absolute i think there's really something to the connection of human suffering um yeah. but the the so be, wait, hang on before you move on i was gonna say theologically it is my favorite um moment in this whole story that very moment where he says, you know, if it be your will, take this cup from me. Like, well, this that is question, yeah, that's mine too. That and that question's coming. Like, and but but maybe you should have so, read the script. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We don't have to do this in order. So let's. So there you well, go. So, so the next two questions are everything's weird. Everything's weird. So let me just Show let title. me just say this. So because we, we've we've kind of wandered all over the place with this question. Um, by the way, friends, if you're listening, I wrote the questions two minutes before the show started. So you're welcome. They're brilliant. And they're brilliant because our dear Brian they're brilliant. somewhere is lost today. We don't know where he is. We love you, Brian. Brian, if you're listening, which you're not, and we all know you're not, we don't know where you are, but where the hell were you? Anyway, so uh, abandonment issues. Abandonment issues, big time. Um, so anyway, I wrote these questions like five minutes ago. So I will say this in terms of the service. So we, we couldn't get, we're a small church, right? And in right. all those, we're under a hundred members, or a hundred people, we're not under a hundred members, but you know, um, and we couldn't get people out Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, right? Like, right. It, and to That's be honest, for me, it was just too much. 
So we do a combined Monday, Thursday into Good Friday. And like the, so we do Monday, Thursday and then read the passion narrative. Okay. Right. Gotcha. I thought so, you were like, oh yeah, we have into Good Friday. I was like, you do a like an eleven thirty service. And no, no, no. And I, I got so confused. Just so, kind of a dance marathon thing. So the the end of a typical in our tradition Monday Thursday service is the the church is stripped of the candles go out, like elements are brought out of the room, carried out of the room. Oh. And we call it the stripping of the church, which is a whole nother thing that could you know get on another tangent. Um, but. But that during that, so Monday, Thursday really does end with before they go out to the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Like that's okay. where that service ends. So we read then while that's happening, while things are taking place and like the, the lights get darker and we read the narrative. Um, and so it's, it's a little bit of a combined service. And so that service has become my favorite. My favorite Holy Week story is the the story of the the anointing um that for sure is no doubt my favorite and the which one is that again the uh the anointing woman who brings the jar and she anoints it depending on which gospel is in she anoints either his head or his feet oh, oh, and all yeah, the disciples yeah, flip their shit right because like right, that's right. so expensive and how dare you interrupt our meal to do this and yes jesus yes, is, is like unless you remember her like unless you understand her you do not understand the gospel. And that is absolutely my favorite story ever. And or, or as in my interpretation, guys, this is all gonna end for me soon. Let me just get a little something something before I go out. <laughs> I mean, I think that's only for feet fetish people, but that's up to you. Like I'm not- We don't, we don't know what Jesus was. We don't know- <laughs> I'm not know, digging into your personal life. We actually. don't know what Jesus is king All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on to the next question and maybe we can stick to it. There's um, much, there's as much said in the Bible by what is not said in the Bible. Okay. okay? Fair enough. That's all I gotta say. I mean, feet in Ruth meant something completely different. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Okay. So palm, palm, Jesus, help me. psalm 23 everyone's favorite right psalm 23 5 says you prepare prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows at the last supper jesus sat at the table with his disciples and told them they would deny and betray him what is the significance that he broke bread and asked to be remembered when they shared this meal together, knowing what they would do? And what new meaning does it bring to break bread in the presence of my enemies? Jesus, that's deep. So this is actually my favorite. This is my favorite moment. Like every month when we do communion, this is the part that like, so when the next thing we're going to get to guard the garden of gethsemane moment and like that is where i actually that story is where i actually became christian this is like the second story this whole idea of like breaking bread in the presence of your enemies and loving them anyway is the foundation of my theology in so many ways so yes it's deep sorry baby (laughs) no i i agree with all that but i also think it was very cruel and sadistic on jesus's part to go all right you know we're sharing this meal oh by the way yeah he's kind of a party downer right like not just party downer but he he's basically saying to them 
here's, here's how you guys are going to fail me. And here's your weakness that I'm pointing out and how that weakness is going to cause you to turn your backs on me. And of course they're all like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. But then, you know, we read later, later when, when Peter does it and, you know, the cock's crowing and remembers like, I think that's like doubling the guilt level because yeah. you were told it was going to happen. Yeah. And I'm no, thinking, I, and I totally agree with that. Like that was, I'm like, Jesus kind that of was a, a shit move. move. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They would have felt bad enough doing it anyways. But the fact that you told them ahead of time now is like driving home for them that point. And I'm really wondering, you know, there's, there's that part of me that reads the scripture with that sort of like, okay, we all know this was written after the fact. We all know everybody's got their own agenda when they were writing it. We, we know whoever wrote it probably was not witness to the events. So there's a piece of me, okay, like, so how much of this is really like, you know, we, we need to add, we need to add some more to really highlight Jesus's, you know, alleged omnipotence here. So he could future cast. So let's put this in because as a, as a, as a person who just said, as a person who just said to them, love one another, as I have loved you, love your neighbors, you love yourself to give them the heads up that they're going to be these weak failures kind of seems a little, okay disconnect there you always get to play devil's advocate not that the devil needs advocates but here it goes <laughs> haven't you ever been in a situation where you've been around somebody and you're like i'm not gonna say the things right i'm gonna keep it all in and i'm not gonna say whatever it is that's bothering me about you or that you did 10 years ago or like whatever situation's happening you mean or as we call it being nice right i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna be nice i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna do it and then as the evening goes on you're like it like builds and the drinks, up the drinks kick in and the drinks kick in the, the wine kick kicks in. in and you're like it builds up and you're like no, listen, we're going to talk about this and we're going to have this. Like, I feel like that happened to Jesus, that he was like, let's just have a nice Passover meal. Well, honestly, just- honestly, it was not a, it was not an isolated incident. He's, he's, he's got a history of like berating the disciples. Yeah. About, that's, that's, you know, that's jam. Well, what I love about it. This whole negative reinforcement approach to teaching, which we all know is not a good one. Like I'm well, legit surprised after so he on died, one hand, they made the church. They should have really, been like, glad he's out of the picture. Stop kicking us when we're down. It's really <laughs> crappy of the disciple or to, like to be like this spigot river beer. You do? Whatever yeah, this is. I can this tell is... you like it. Have you <laughs> eaten today? <laughs> not a whole lot. It's yeah, a I'm bit gonna, of busy I'm gonna day. Guess, I'm going to guess you haven't had a lot of food. Um, like this is just me normal, but like Ogan's all in. Um, so, I mean, I understand with Peter, but like Judas has like done it, right? It's right. done. And so to call Judas out, like I read it last night cause we recorded Monday, Thursday last night. Um, and, and like in, and Judas is like, is it me Lord? And I'm like, of course it's you, you bastard. <laughs> like, we just saw that you went to the priest and you got 30 pieces of silver. It's sitting in your damn pocket. Like, what do you, is it me, Lord? Like, what did you get caught up in the moment? And you forgot who you were for a minute? Like, 
that's the part that I'm like, yeah, it's crappy to Peter, but like to Judas, like, come on, man. He's, he was trying to deflect attention. That's all. Um, so no, I, I understand that. I understand that with Judas as well. Um, and again, again, are we, re, are, we, are we rewriting what actually happened to make Jesus that much more omnipotent? Or do we have people who are on the sly saying to Jesus, oh, by the way, I saw Judas the other night with the high priest and there was some money exchange. So, you know, watch your back. You know, I, I, it's, 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 I always, I never, it's weird, but I never read the Bible and take it at face value in that sense. You know, we do the deeper, we do the deeper introspection and the, and the deeper theological work later. But so, so, so this whole story um, and, and so many of the ways Jesus interacted with his disciples, it wasn't all pleasant. Um, and and, and, and no, but, here, but... here's another moment where I think on face value, not being that pleasant to the disciples. But at the same time, I agree with you. I think he's at this point where he's realizing, you know what? When it comes down to it, I'm going gonna to be alone. I'm going to be by myself. I'm going to walk this last mile by myself. I think that's his frustration in the garden when we yeah. get there too, right? Like exactly. you can't even stay awake. Like you, he's done, right? He's so done. <laughs> but well, I, I think he's in, it, this may sound weird, but I don't know if afraid is the right word, but I think he's afraid. I, I think, think fear is absolutely the feeling that as anybody would. Right. Um, but for me now, I mean, so we, we talked about this, right? Like my having people over to dinner and hosting, like having, sitting at table with people is, is one of my most valued community. You know, it, it yes. just is, it's, it's one of my biggest values, period. Um, and I, re I remember years ago, um, I, had, I had an issue, I had wronged, I had sinned against, if you want to use that language, right? Um, a friend of Derek and I's, and we were talking about ways to work through this. And I was like, I just think we need to sit down and we need to break bread together and we need to work through this. And I, and I remember, and, and, you know, Derek was like, you can't just do that. You can't just invite them over and break bread together. Like, that's just not how this works. And I'm like, but that's how it's supposed to work, right? Like, that's exactly what gospel says is that like, we, that's how we forgive one another because we sit at the table in, in the presence of those that betrayed us or will betray us, right? Or those that denied us or will deny us. And like, this is how, this is how theology works. This is how it looks right now. And, so and not everybody did, can do that. Did they you know? come over and Derek, how uncomfortable was that for you? It never happened. Oh. Um, and it probably never will, right? But that right. to me is the ultimate, like sitting, so not only that, that what I love about the image in Psalm 23 is so on the cross, Jesus quotes Psalm 22, right? So we always associate the crucifixion with Psalm 22, but Psalm 23 lays out Holy Week, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you um, prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Like all of those, that all of that is Holy Week imagery. Walking you know? through the valley of death. Walk through the valley of death, right? Like it keeps going. Um, but I, I just have such, every time I stand at that table, that to me, that idea of sitting at table with those that are betraying, those that are denying and like, no, I will not let go of the irony that we do this in church 
and that those things are things that come up in church, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> but but that that is such an important piece of theology for me that comes out during this week. Um, but that that is something we can like so few things in faith are like tangible and practicable, right? Like we can actually do this. And this is one of those things that like, you want to know how to forgive. You want to know how to, how to get past somebody who sinned against you or that you've sinned against you sit down at table and you break bread. So, um, will you extend a dinner invitation to president Trump when he gets out of office? Okay. Well, first off, <laughs> <laughs> I love the visual of both of you with the bears just drinking like nobody wants to say it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying if we're going to do that, are we going to do that? Listen, I, I would. Uh, mm, mm. How far are we going to take this? And I'm not I, asking that. I'm not asking how far are we going to take this in the in to, so to, to kind of come across as like as in like a theoretical this, uh-huh. way. If healing were to ever happen, that's the way it would happen. That doesn't mean that, I mean, the other side again, the other side of that is we're talking about very personal sin. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what you, like that example is a very, um, it's a, so it's a corporate sin versus personal sin. And, and part of it is also both parties going to, to your point, both parties are going to want to be at the table. Right. And both parties are going to want to come to the table with the, with the same intention of finding that point of, of, of connection, that, that, that point of, you know, where's the middle ground between us? What, what can we walk away with where we both feel like there's been some healing happen? If both parties don't want to do it, that is not going to work at all. So for me, this isn't about Derek and I having Trump over for, for dinner, right? Oh, but this, for me, it is. For me, that it is. would be about <laughs> that would be about somebody who is in Trump's circle that is no longer that got kicked out, right? That that now Steve disagrees Bannon. with so him. Steve Bannon, or yeah, like coming to him and being like, the "Let's mooch. sit down together and talk." There's so many of them. There's so there's many so, of them. There's so many. Of them. <laughs> so you know what? Um, Mitt Romney's a great example. Right. So if Mitt <sighs> Romney said, let's sit down and have dinner and let's talk about this. Right. That's an example of kind of what happens. Right. If you want to use that political example, sure. like it's not about it's not about a regular citizen household having a president over. It would need to be someone who like prior relationship. I mean, I'm not trying to put parameters on this. I'm just trying to describe. What yeah, you are. But that's OK. <laughs> Baby steps. Well, because this is this is a <laughs> work, very work personal, our way up. <laughs> this is a very personal moment. It it, um, it is it is it is perhaps I think you know I'm making fun of him being our disciples, but you're right. This is the most intimate moment between Jesus and his disciples. Like this right. is this is the turning point of 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 their relationship to to begin with, and him still saying, "I know what you guys are going to do. I know how you guys are going to treat me." And I'm still going to be and I'm here, still here and break bread with you. Right. So, well, and yeah. not only that, but I'm at, like, he's a, so not only is he afraid to take these next steps and to, to be arrested and to die. Right. Um, he's afraid that they'll forget. Right. Like 
do this in remembrance of me. Like, do like there is some part of him that is afraid that all of this was for nothing. I think that's that's that moment. I, I'd agree with you. And I think that's that bears out given the hard time he gives them all along, you know, telling them they have a little faith and do you not understand? And like how long how long have, have I been in your midst and and you still don't realize the father and I are one? So yeah, I don't I don't blame him. I don't I don't blame him for maybe thinking that in that moment either. Yeah. And knowing that their faith was not going to be strong enough to sustain them during the hardship that was going right. to come. Um, well, because they're about to be put through their biggest right. test, right? Yeah. Their biggest trial of faith. And will you, will you remember me? Will you come back or will you run away? Like, cause I mean, I think he knows you'll deny me, but what he doesn't know is will Peter stop denying him? You know, well. And for me, that's, that's part of the beauty of, of the story is, is their turnaround after the fact. Right. Like, you know, here's this group of guys who are running and scattering and don't know what to do with themselves. And then post-resurrection, this is what they do, which makes me wonder if that's why the resurrection really happened. Like, Well, and I think that's always a question is like, if, if he didn't come back, would they have... Would they have continued the ministry? Going to say hard no on that. Hard no. It's, 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 and so in that moment, and so in that moment, Peter's denial feels like forever, right? Like it feels like mm-hmm. you will deny me and you will like, so remember me, right? So, so I feel like we should sing a hymn because in scripture it's like, and then they sang a hymn and went out. Okay. So we're moving. I love that part because in the in the, I'm going to need another beer for that. <laughs> yeah, well, this this I'm going to need beer number three. In in the in the scripture, it's so great because like and then and they departed by singing a hymn. And so in the church service, you stop at that point and you sing a hymn, and then you go to the Garden of Gethsemane. The yeah, all Presbyterians are weird. <laughs> no, they sing "Go to Dark Gethsemane." That's exactly what they sang. Oh, my bad. My bad. Sorry. Which you will insert into the video when you do it. Oof. All right. <laughs> anyway. All right. This week's this week's episode is gonna be weird, y'all. Uh, Everything is weird. <laughs> Show title. So in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prays, "My Father, if it is possible, let may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will." Have you ever prayed this prayer? And do you see it as a moment of doubt or human nature? What is the significance of Jesus praying this prayer the hour before he is arrested or the hours? So have you ever prayed this prayer? Well, I mean, I've, I've prayed both parts. I mean, there's two parts to this. I mean, one is the let this cup pass from me. I've prayed that. But there's also the not my will, but your will be done. And I've prayed that too. And I always feel like the better version of myself has done the latter and the weaker version of myself has done the former. Um, I mean, there have been, there have been certainly situations in my life where I've just said like, God, I really wish this would end or I don't want to do this thing that I have to do, or I feel like I have to do Um, conversations I haven't wanted to have meetings I haven't wanted to have so many meetings I haven't wanted to have. They're, it's so all many. on Zoom, isn't it? Well, I mean, they're all on Zoom. Now they're all on Zoom. 
Um, but have you made your um, I look like I'm paying attention Lupin video sequence yet? <laughs> <laughs> Just make We're, it a still working, screen. Working on it. Working on it. There you go. Like, mm, mm. Yeah, real smooth. But but it's also those moments where you're where things are hard, and you say, you know, the better part of yourself says, "I don't know why this is happening, but I feel like it needs to happen, and I'm going to lean into it, and like that's not my will. That's God's will, it's the universe's will, it's whatever. And like, I have to be present for it. And that's, you know, and I, so I've, I've prayed both of those. And I, and, and I think it's, you know, um, it's very much human nature to, to ask for the cup to pass from you. It's very much the, I think this is like Jesus being both human and divine, right? It's very much human nature to ask for the cup to pass from you. It's mm-hmm. very much divine nature to say, let, yeah. let God's will be done. And what and I think that's, that is the thing where I say that we are, we are capable of both. And what I love, what I love about it. So I, I'm sure I've told the story before, right? This this moment for Jesus is the reason like I actually fully said, yes, I'm into Christianity. Like I'm fully in on Christianity. This is what makes Christianity believable. Like, because if, I if, understand if this God. All, this, this, well, okay. We're talking about my experience here. So you're going to get to question. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> and, I, and I interrupted and I apologize, but I, but I feel like if you can believe. I interrupted, but let me finish. I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, my my well was in it's his it was re, not responding to you but to his old makes it believable anyway, because because I got I got issues with this I got lots of issues with this oh, not lots, all right finish, well finish, finish your thought finish yeah. your thought and then Logan's sure issues no I, so so we, my, we really should call this show yes. <laughs> my whole my like my point so I I studied. Um, I studied all forms of religion in college, right? And I, I had obviously grown up Christian, but at the time, I very much found God in all of these different religions. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to kind of say, like, I'd felt this call to ministry, but I was like, what am I supposed to do with all this? Because I don't know that I'm actually, if, like, I'm actually Christian, right? Am I, right. Am I really in on this one over all the others, right? Right. And then I, there was a moment where this story came up and I reread the scripture in the Matthew version specifically of this very scripture. And there was just this relief, this moment of relief that said, that is a God I can believe in. And so much of that is this moment of him saying, take this, I don't want to do this take this cup from me, right? Like, I don't want to do this, but I trust you. And that, that in Christianity, there is a belief that Jesus was without sin and being able to make that statement. And that is not sinful to make that statement was something that I just said, and and everything in me cried out in that moment that said, I can follow that God. I can understand that God and I can follow that God 
who says, I don't want to do this, but I trust you. And that that process of discernment and questioning and wondering is not sinful. And yeah. that's where I clung to that story. Yes. And I, and I entirely echo Derek's point about that's the, that's the fully human, fully divine moment there that we that we see up to that point it's pretty much been you know a miracle worker walking a walker water raising lazarus from the dead all that sort of stuff but but we see him in his humanity i think there more than any other time in his ministry yeah. now what i'm disappointed in is that was that you said <laughs> we come and now ogan's issues and we come now to the segment we call ogan's issues here's my issue here's my here's like my ogan's thing heroes only ogan's i think issues. i think I think he might have gotten out of this if he'd paused a little longer between the cup taken from me. All right. I, they were all asleep. Nobody knows how long of a pause there was. You really do have issues. <laughs> here's a, okay, so but hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Moses was able to talk God back from the ledge of wiping out the Israelites yeah, yeah, when yeah. they grumbled and sinned for the upteenth time. But Abraham wasn't able to save the people. So like, there's, you know. My point, saying, <laughs> my point is, my point is, apparently God's mind can be changed. Because <laughs> he was all about, I'm done with these people. You know, my, my, last, my last group of talk, uh, set of talks was based on a book, Finding Yourself in Transition, which is talking about change as, as a spiritual practice and opportunity for you don't growth preach and from it, your life at all do you not at all and it parallels <laughs> it, it parallels it, it talk it uses the the you know the journey out of exodus and the promised land as 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 the bible you know metaphor and here's god at some point saying i'm done with these you i i run out of patience i'm done and again moses talks him back from the ledge if jesus supposedly the son of god can't talk him back from the ledge like Moses did. I have issues sorta with this because it's like, what way? But again, if you're gonna say, hey, take this from me, but you know, do whatever you want. Like, if I'm God, I'm not gonna do step whatever up to the plate. you want. I think it's, I think it's, I'm scared, and. And, and I, I mean, this comes down to whether you believe that God required sacrifice no, or whether you believe that this was something that he, that was going, it was just going to happen to him and that God did something miraculous from it, but it was not God's requirement. So what I truly believe is that all of this was written post crucifixion to try and make sense of the crucifixion the, from a theological standpoint at the time the authors wrote it like so you know here's here's jesus is supposed to be our messiah he just got nailed to a cross we got to right. find the spiritual theological significance in this so we come up with all this that's I mean, where I that's where i believe i really don't care for john's version of this where the devil is tempting him into saying these things there's right? there's not a whole lot in john that i care for at all except the <laughs> except the water to wine piece i'm all i'm all with, right. I'm all with that but, I mean, but john is all over the place and, so it, and it's and it's interesting because when we when we actually look at the passion the money you know the holy week narrative we mesh them together right like oh, they yeah. all oh, absolutely we have a little bit of mark i mean i read it i read a tenebrae service last night and it's a little bit of mark and a little bit of matthew and a, a little bit of john yeah. but like no one 
no one tells the whole story, yeah. right? And and in John's version of this, there's this devil going, you don't have to do this, you know? And that's that's bullshit. Like, just get rid of that and whatever. Like, this, this to me is such an important moment for Jesus. Of course he's scared. Like, right. of course, like, He's and, lived and, he's lived in this occupied land for 33 years. He knows what happens to people. He knows after he knows this. he knows what's coming. And I honestly so you know I see the devil or how we interpret the devil in this situation all situations in unity is it it's our scared human ego who wants to avoid the challenge, who wants to not step up to the plate, who doesn't want to to right. to to do what it takes to come out on the other side. So, yeah, I, I, of course he was tempted, but he's not, yeah, not tempted by a being called the devil. He's being, he's, he is, he's, he's be struggling. You're right. With, he's with, struggling. His, with his humanity and, saying, and I think that's, this is going to get ugly and I don't want to walk. And it. if, and that's the part that I'm saying, like, if Jesus wasn't struggling in this moment, like I, yeah. I don't believe this story. Right, right. right? It, like it, I don't. It, it gives me hope for me. <laughs> exactly, exactly, one hundred percent. And so, and so, hit the significance of him praying this is basically, I, I feel like in this moment he could like I could run away, like, so here, here's in my mind what happens. Jesus is basically like, we're gonna go to Jerusalem for Passover. If I go to Jerusalem, I'm gonna die they're going to arrest me and I'm going to die and y'all are going to run away and like pretend I don't exist because that's just human nature. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And so as much as Jesus knows anything, cause I'm not, I'm not sure that he knew from birth that this is what was going to happen to him. Right. I think he knew the way that the law worked and the way that the Pharisees and Sadducees were after him that if he went to Jerusalem, they were going to arrest him and he was going to die. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and the most likely, you know, somebody was going to turn him in and somebody was going to run away and that's just the way it's going to happen. Um, but I think the significance of this moment is he could actually slip away, right? This is, this is the one moment where he could get out of town and doesn't. Well, because 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 he read the scriptures, he knew the whole Jonah and the whale. He knew it wasn't going to turn out <laughs> well if he did. <laughs> he knows what happens when he you knows run. What happens if he runs away? God gonna find you. God gonna hunt you down and find and, you. And I have to say that I have prayed. So I have prayed this prayer many times on my own behalf. I have prayed the latter part of the prayer so many times on other people's behalfs. Um and. What do you mean and by that? So specifically in hospital settings or in hospice settings. Gotcha. Um, so on one way that's families going, oh my God, mom can't die, blah, blah, blah. And, and the prayer is thy will be done, mm -hmm. right? Like as a pastor, you know what's going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. On the other hand, I've had, and this is hard, but I've had, people who I have sat at their bedside table and they are in agony and they have looked at me and said, pastor, why does God hate me? Why am yeah. I still alive? Like, please, I want to die. Yeah. Like, I want this to be over. I'm ready. Why am I not dying? And so lifting up the prayer of thy will be done. 
And so like this, this moment has taken on this moment of Jesus in the garden has taken on so many forms of life, not just for my own spiritual journey, but for like ministry in general. And those are, those are some of like the times that I've had to pray, like Derek said, those are probably the healthier moments of my faith, but they're some of the hardest moments of my ministry that you have had to look somebody in the eye, somebody of faith who is asking, why does God hate me that I'm still alive? Like those are hard moments. And all the words that I have are thy will be done. Yeah. That's all I have. And so this, I think this moment is, is significant. I think it's very significant. And it, I think it gives language to something that we would normally not have language for. And I don't think that should necessarily be overlooked in terms of our own, our own, our own prayer or our guidance or whatever. Um, it's, it's, we read it in, in our various services and we skip over it, but I'm, I'm just not sure we give it the significance that it deserves sometimes. And on that heavy note, seriously. (laughs) Also, Um, wait, so that part about the question, praying this prayer, the hour before he is arrested, I'm like, way to leave it to the last minute, Jesus. Like you had all day, (laughs) you had all day. Why? Like, or, or, or is he realizing, or is he realizing the Calvary is not coming? Let me do this Hail Mary prayer. Is that what I it, mean? What Peter has a sword here. He could fight his way out. <laughs> Calvary is not coming, but Calvary is. Calvary is. Oh, oh I see what yeah. you did there. And you said I told bad jokes. <laughs> his, his second beer's out. Mm-hmm. I think you should run and get another one for okay, real. Okay. Yeah. Oh, All right. I'm, wait, I was going to go get another one too. Okay. Well, we you know what? I'm going to, no, I'm going to pause it. Let's pause the recording. Wait, wait seriously? Yeah, I can do okay. that. You can do that. Can you do that audio-wise? <laughs> yeah, no, it's recording. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a timeout break so everybody can get, <laughs> get more, more beer. beer. <laughs> timeout. We'll be back. After these messages, we'll be right back. And we're back, friends. You know, I think this is the first time in the history of doing the show that we actually pause mid-show. <laughs> To get more beer and it's perfect that it's holy week i think it, it underscores the, i think it the, underscores the, the pressure of ministers during holy week and yeah. also the weirdness of this week everything is weird everything so, is so weird so in case you didn't know we had already we had already covenanted together that during covenanted, the covid co- time did you just say covenanted what did you just covenanted say? together that, wow. that during the covid time that's every a Christ- ep- that's a christian verb every episode was a two beer episode but now we're on to three because i missed that memo I'm because on holy moly week man by the way um i'm now drinking from two road brewery and i think perfectly apropos for this week to die for mm. oh. boom. <laughs> raspberry raspberry chocolate stout okay so you were making fun of my my bad jokes the other day but i was like very aware that that mm. was a bad joke Okay, sure. I was also very aware that mine was a bad joke, and you still didn't appreciate it. But anyway. Oh, it can, can, can read in. Oh, a good. taste to die for, but what a way to go. What? <laughs> what it says on the can. That's it? That's all, that's, that's all it's got? That's, that's what it says. But a what a way to go. A taste to die for, but, but what, what a way to go. go. Actually, what a way to go. That. Um, is, that the, is that the vinegar wine they gave Jesus, and that's what he thought? Like, Seriously. Mm, taste to die for, like, but what a way to go. This ain't bad. Jesus, help us all. All right. (laughs) 
He did. He died for us. So let's talk about next Sunday. Let's, um, I mean, I think we should have a post show or a, a next Sunday. We should pre-show a little about, about Easter. Um, but how do you imagine this year's Easter celebration and how does COVID-19 uh, isolation connect us to the, well, let's just start with the first one. Let's just go one question at a time. So how do you imagine this Easter celebration? We, you know, we, we haven't I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of glad we're in this phase now because I feel a little less pressure to do something special for Easter service. Because, you know, it's Easter and a lot of churches are, it's Easter. We got to do something special. We got to do something unusual, maybe something over the top you know, sort of deal. And I feel like I've actually seen some, some polls of ministers, like, like wanting to do like dioramas and all kind of weird stuff. Like, like they want it, they want to kick it up a notch for Easter. Are they in fourth grade again? I, I'm just saying desperate times. Because we have a fourth times. grader we could send their way. A diorama? A diorama. Desperate times. Um, so there's a sense of me that honestly kind of feels like we are, because of sort of the 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 in-person limitations that have been set on us um folks are a little more forgiven and we've, we've mentioned this folks are a little more forgiven in in what we do at so, this time so yeah so i feel a little i actually feel a little less pressure um worship wise which which i'll get into in the next question um I, so this is, this is actually our year without kids for Easter. So it was always going to, so Easter and Thanksgiving, we trade um, every other with, with their other parents and the, the others, right. Um, I get really sad about like Easter and Thanksgiving are two of my favorite holidays. They're two of my favorite meals. And they're two days for me that are like all like once worship is over, even like all about family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, w- Derek and I haven't had a conversation about this, but like, I'm like, I'm already very sad about it. Um, not to take away from your sadness, but I hadn't thought about food on Easter and yeah. how it's not going to be the same this year until you just mentioned that. And now I am sad too. So <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Join our sadness. Well, Thanks for that. yeah, I was, I was, I was actually when I wrote this question because, you know, now an hour ago, um, <laughs> um, I was thinking, I actually was thinking less about worship and more about like Easter Day, right? Like, um, so what what usually happens Easter Day is we uh, we have worship, we go to worship, we come home, we take a nap because that's the way it goes. Derek right. makes a lamb, and we mm, have nice all of our like super close friends over for dinner because um whether or not we have kids we have we have like two two of our best friends over for dinner and their families if they have them and and i mean it it really is truly a friends giving type situation um and it's been amazing the last few years and i'm i'm actually already lamenting it a little bit so you don't think you don't i know we're socially isolating ourselves but do you not think if you say like invite like two other couples over or friend couples and there's only like six of you that's that's too much so i've thought a lot about this actually um because at first i was like it'll be okay we've all been in quarantine we've all been fine whatever but the warnings right now is that 
we're we're starting peak right like yeah. we're we're beginning peak and going through and i think that a lot of families will get together over easter yeah. and that there will be a bigger peak after easter because of it so i need to respect the wisdom of science genuinely yeah and i need to i need it to be just us because I um, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because because it's been a while since I had a real freak out moment about coronavirus. Like, you know, it happened and I'm kind of like, you know, my attitude's kind of been like, it's not a matter if, it's a matter when this thing's spreading fast. Americans are stubborn. They're not listening. Yada, yada, yada. Like, you know, the other day I just went to take trash out and I was like, I'm just walking to the dumpster back and I'll be okay. I run into like five people on the way. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of it just to take the damn trash out. Oh my right? God. I went to Lowe's today. People are not practicing social right. distancing. So I was looking at a graph, which was like, you know, here's the number of cases in countries in the world. And they're all doing this uptrend thing. And then it says on the side, you know, the scale on the left for numbers isn't linear. It's kind of like, you know, adjusted to show the number. Here's what it looks like linearly. And other countries are doing sort of this and starting to think. And the United States is like, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, we are not like, good at this. We are, we are not terrible at this. good at this for a lot of reasons. Namely, you know, we still have like crazy Florida, which is like, you know, yeah, oh, churches. Oh God, go cool. do your services. Also, still meet. Tiger can't King. tell you not to. But <laughs> Tiger King country is really the it's problem. It's really the problem. There's like, somebody. I, I, as, as we were watching the first couple episodes, I was like, I bet those people are not socially. Yeah, so, so let me let me name <laughs> let me name part of my sadness is Easter, and then two weeks after Easter is my 40th birthday, and I'm super sad. I'm super, and I, I'm, people are like, oh, you're just saying that because you want present. Like, no, no, no. I need to name this. Like, I'm super, super sad. But she's, she has been super sad for a while. About this. And like, e like losing Easter and losing my birthday, it's like, it's too much. It's too much. Can I, can I just interrupt right now, program and make a programming suggestion? Like we just keep going with this. We call this a double episode, and we take next Monday off. Like, can yeah, I let's do it. <laughs> Done. There we go. Done. Um, who's on next Monday? We'll find out. We, we'll fine. figure out. We'll, we'll, we'll so there was a question at some point. So, um, how do you, <laughs> how do you imagine, imagine? How do you imagine yeah. this Easter celebration? So here's. So I, I have to. This like, is like six questions in it one. It really one. is. That's why I said double episode. Welcome <laughs> to the double episode, everyone. Um, oh, by the way, Derek wooed the other day at somebody. I forget who, but like, I just wooed. And I wanted to point out that you wooed the other day, and it I made did. me super I happy. I don't remember. Oh, my why. friend Butch, who was doing a oh, tiny, yeah. a tiny heard, living room concert, he did it, which has been the like the blessing of all of this is like people mm. doing their little living room concert. Now, hang like on, that. hang on. So it's cool. not been all a blessing because G Love did a concert from his living room the other night, and it was a hot mess. Really. Oh, there's think, kids screaming in the background. DJ set. There, there's, <laughs> there's kids screaming in the background, and he's yelling his wife in the other room. Do you see it? Am I on? Am I live? I'm like, dude, wow. Okay, but if you okay. watch Questlove, I, I miss that. They're amazing. Questlove, oh, yeah. oh yeah, Questlove was good. Talib Kweli did one a couple weeks. Some ago. folks are nailing it. Sure, some are not. So Questlove's four hours. Bill, Bill uh, Withers, like it's amazing. R.I.P. Mm -hmm. Bill Withers, by the way. Oh my huh? god. 
So seriously, we have been hunger gamings it. Like we have at the end of every week, we've been listening to all the artists who've died that week. And I'm like, this is some hunger game shit right stop. here. Okay, okay. Full You're confession. Have to cut all I'm sorry. of this out. Back, no, well, not, we're not a, cutting this not out. A, this is a double episode. episode. All right. We're um, leaving this so in. So can I can I just go back to the question? I have um <laughs> Which it is like, no, why not? Why? Which is why? the question about Easter. How do you okay. imagine this year's Easter celebration? I imagine it being crazy anticlimactic. And like, I... That's what she said. Maybe more <laughs> Um <laughs> Here's the both. Um, but, but you're the she, Shannon, so I don't know you wanted to say that out loud. <laughs> Anyway, this is what happens when we do three beer episodes. Um, no, I like. I'm imagining it being like kind of a letdown. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm just kind of preparing myself for that. Like Easter is a it's a high Sunday in all of the ways. Like we have, there are more people in church. You get dressed up, and we have special musicians, and we're we're there are horns. Well, we have horns, and like it's just not gonna be not like devil horns like. Musical horns. Um, Some horns. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, so, we heard, so our have... Easter celebration is gonna have horns. Okay. Like we did the recordings so, and... and and okay. So I will. All so right, as so a preacher, I have to I have to bracket that with like I hope for I hope for our worshiping community it is not anticlimactic. Yeah. For us, and, and I, you know, I kind of own this because I've been, I've been producing, quote unquote, the worship services for the last few weeks. Like for me personally, mm-hmm. it's going to be anticlimactic because it's going to be like all that. Even the special pieces are just going to be things that I edited together on the screen, and so it's it's just going to be rough and weird the way that all of this has been rough and weird. And, and I like, think I, I think, actually need to keep my expectation for it low or else it's yeah. going to be kind of crushingly sad. And I think a lot of people are going to miss it more than they're realizing, you know, yeah. Easter Sunday. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Christmas, like for a lot of people who don't usually darken the door of a church, this is it. Right. You know, you know. here's, here's actually what I'm curious about is the, the C&Es, right? Like the people that come on Christmas and Easter. Yeah. I'm wondering if they miss it this year. Like, I'm actually but, genuinely curious. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I think I yeah. think they will, and they won't realize it until after. And then they're like, the oh, fact. I find church genuinely comforting. Like, when yeah. can we go back to church again? And and I, I actually, through all this, which is a whole other conversation, I'm wondering if at the end of all this, we actually see a resurgence in church. No. Attendance. Okay. I'm wow, calling now because so fast. Why because, did you say, why do you say that? Because Americans have a very short memory and we might we might see a we might see a boost for a couple of weeks. But, but I don't I don't think we've thing. ever experienced something like this. You know, I think this a, is a post World War II type no, experience. I understand. And if where we, Christianity was at its highest. If we were the Americans that we were back then, maybe, but we're the Americans we are now. And I you think, think our attention span is just too small for that. Too small. And I hope I'm wrong. Please, America, prove me wrong. <laughs> but 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 to your keeping our expectations low, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where mine are. That that we're gonna we're gonna see maybe a bump of at, at best a month where people are like, we can gather again, let's do all the things 
some of them which we didn't do before we right. couldn't do them, but let's go do them now anyways because we can. And then we suddenly then swerve back to the way it was before. I hope I'm wrong. So I, I, I agree with you unless, unless this goes for a very long time. Which it like, will. Unless this goes, like if, if the 12 to 18 month projection that we got at the very beginning of this mm-hmm. is real and I and I believe it is I I think if it's that long I do think there we'll we'll see a surge that will be significant I don't think it is because here's where our human modern ingenuity is going to bite us in the ass we're going to come up with a vaccine or some medicine that will mitigate this and boom we're going to be Here's all grateful. I, we're going to take it. And then we're going <clears> to <throat> go back to life as is. Here's what I do hope happens, though. Is that at the end of this, if or when, if people come back to church, they will do it. They will see that progressive Christians figured it out and that have had it figured out, right? That this huge flock of evangelicals who are like, fuck that, I'm having service, blah, 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 right? That they will go, wait a second, maybe you're wrong, right? Like, I mean, I genuinely hope that there, that there is some understanding that this, this right-wing type of, of specific grouping just has had it wrong for a very long time. Again, you are putting a lot of faith in the memory of people. <laughs> well, it's not just memory. I'm putting a lot of people's, faith in humanity, and, and, which and I... And here's the problem. It's really hard to do that post-Tiger King. Seriously. <laughs> it's also... It's, I was actually thinking it's really hard to do that post-2016, because that's... Well, sure. That's the same hope I had in and, 2016. But, but, but even, even within this crisis, it's like... So many people are already forgetting when this first happened. Right. Uh, the administration did nothing and right. downplayed it for a whole two months. Well, and now and, it's like, look, our, at, look at our commander in chief finally right. being, you know, taking command of the situation right. in the mess that it, that it is. So he's really not. So getting, getting, taking, taking that another step, like how does this period of isolation connect us to the biblical story? And this, this to me is where, Easter for me, faith-wise, I'm hoping, um, if I can get there emotionally, might be more significant than any other Easter before, right? We're, like, we're all we're all in the tomb. By <laughs> so so. No, I really meant that. <laughs> it feels right. like that's, that's real. In the tomb. That's super so, real. It was early in the morning, right? It was before pre-dawn. Because they had to hide this. They had to hide their going out in public. They were wanted people. They, they were living. I mean, I'm actually doing an Easter series, an Easter season series called Behind Closed Doors, right? And, and using all of these texts of people showing faith, but behind locked, like, or closed doors, right? And, and they had to do this. Um, they, they weren't allowed in public because they would be arrested or they weren't allowed in public because they were scared or they weren't around in public for, for a variety of reasons. And I actually think that that part of the story, because of our Easter celebration, the way that we have it now, 
we can connect to that story on a whole nother level that we've never, never been able to before. And this is what's going to make Easter really weird for me because, because your talk on Easter is all about emergence, right? Ain't nobody emerging from nothing right now. We're all like, we're all still stuck indoors. We're still socially isolated. We're, there's, there's no, there's no coming out of the cave. <laughs> do I, do I have to ask what is happening over there? I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what is going on with you two? We're def I'm definitely putting this video up on, on YouTube because <laughs> uh. Derek, so let me just describe to our listening audience what I just saw. Uh, Derek got up and left and Shannon is like in convulsive laughter. And I don't know what just happened. What just happened? So Derek got up to go to the bathroom because he had to pee. Okay. <laughs> As he was mouthing me the words, I have to be, which I already knew because he got up. He like spit out his mouth. Nice. Because. Hashtag, hashtag stay classy. Hashtag slash tag stay classy. Stay classy. Um, anyway. But yes, that's what's going to make Easter weird for me. I well, can't, I, I feel weird talking about, you know. So awakening so coming out the, of a tomb and, right. and we're stuck inside. <laughs> I mean, here's, here's the reality check, right? The reality check is this is a moment of trauma, mm -hmm. like genuine trauma. Those three days in hell weren't just for Jesus. They were for like all of his followers. They were absolute hell of not only am I going to be arrested and crucified, but they, um, what, what just happened and what did I do with the last three years of my life? And what does all of this mean? I mean, this is the existential crisis of all existential crises, right? Yep. And, and they are terrified beyond belief. And all they can do is gather together. And I think in that way, you know, one, I mean, we, we said this on last week's episode, right? Like the, Trauma is too much too fast. And although we're, I mean, we're staying safe at home, we're secluded in our homes so that other people well, aren't dying. Well, yeah. And that's not okay for so many of us. I heard a psychologist talking about like, when this is all said and done, and even now, this is like a massive national PTSD moment that we exactly. are, we, we have yet begun to realize. Which is why I compare it to something like World War II. Like where, where else, like we're, and, and not just us in terms of America or an isolated city or a state, but like we're talking about a global pandemic, yeah. right? Like we've, we've not seen something like this before in terms of collective trauma, which yes. is why, you know, the conversations that I'm talking about with people are like, we need to care for us. All, all your feelings are valid. Everything's happening. And part of this, which we're not talking about, is like, I mean, we may make jokes about it, is, is the, the marriages that are falling apart during this time, the families that are coming undone during this time, the mental illnesses in children not being able to cope in that isolation. Like, this has never happened before in this way. And know? I think that's part of why the social isolation is going so poorly because right. we don't have the skills 
we've never been never. trained, prepared right. to expect to, to, to do this. We, so we are just choosing for a lot of us not to, which is making it worse. Well, and there's, there's a question there, right? So Derek and I went for a walk yesterday in our neighborhood and um, there was probably, I think three families as we walked that were clearly outside in their front yards. Like all the kids were playing with each other. They were running into each other's houses and into each other's, you know, yards and whatever. And, and at first I was like, they're doing it wrong. And on the other hand, I was like, listen, if that's what they have to do, I also get it, right? I'm also really shocked that hasn't happened with us and our neighbors. Well, so I, I've actually been very, <laughs> so we- There's still, still time, my friend. There's still I, time. I understand, and I'm, I'm, the, the clock is ticking. <laughs> here's, here's what's surprising to me is, so we're, real, we're very close with two of our neighbors, and the, the three families like get together and we, basically spend all summer together because we're all outside and and it's been i'm actually really surprised um so three out of the three households only one person is having to leave the house and go going to work um out of so out of the six adults right and i'm really surprised but that is enough to keep us apart yeah like and and i'm actually genuinely because we are we are all over the political spectrum in those three families. Um, and I'm genuinely surprised, but all three families are taking this as seriously as sure. like, as we are. Um, so in terms of like that moment of, of theologically understanding what it's like to like shut your door and be afraid to go outside of it, I actually think we're connecting to the story in a way that we've never had before. We are, um, we are, we are in the, we are, we are in an extended like post crucifixion, pre Easter, those three days. Yeah, um, we're in those three days. Every, everything's gone dark. Right. I, I, I heard friends refer to this as like kind of an extended Saturday, an extended Easter Saturday. And normally, when we say extended Saturday, we think that's a good thing. That's a good extended like, Saturday. Like, woo! Amazing, but <laughs> not so much now. Not. But, you know, connecting us to the biblical story, I mean, for me, it's not just the biblical story of Holy Week, it's the biblical story in general. And for me, this very much feels like, and I, and I think, you know, scripture itself draws this parallel, but it's the feeling of being Jonah in the fish is the feeling that we're all having right now. It's it's the feeling of of, and, and I and I actually and I and like I will say that it's the feeling that I hope that we're having. It's the feeling that like there was a way to go, we didn't go there, and now we're having to deal with this. And I hope that it makes us go the way we were supposed to go. Yeah, that's that is my hope in all of this because there are actually some incredibly beautiful things that are happening and some incredibly beautiful reflections that are happening. Um, and like my more optimistic slash naive side wants to believe that, you know, right now the arts are open source in a way that they have right. not been. And I hope that we will appreciate artists more on the other side of this. We I'm, have, sorry, we are completely dependent on healthcare workers and and uh, wage earning 
grocery store workers and things like that. It and and I'm I want us to be more appreciative of them on the other side of those who we say are not worth $15 an hour. And like, I, I want to believe that on the other side of this, there is, um, you know, a, a resurrection, a, 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 a going to the place we did not want to go before, which is the valuing of people that we did not value before. That's what the Jonah story is. It's the valuing of the people that he did not value before. And, and I really hope that we can get to that place. Yeah, they're not worth saving. They're not worth saving. And, and now like, the all grocery sudden, workers are genuinely all of, saving all our lives. All of a sudden, it's, it's these people who, it's, it's not just the grocery workers, it's the people who are, are it's, the, it's the Uber Eats people. It's the, it's the, right. it's the Grubhub people. It's, it's the people who we have decided for all kinds of reasons aren't worth our time who are actually getting us through this. It's the, yeah. our, our, in, our insane uh, obsession with slashing the arts nationally, you know, as, as you know, like uh, an unnecessary line item in our, in our budgets at all levels. It's not just nationally, it's in the schools. You know, the first thing they cut is the arts. And yeah. like it's it's the artists who are keeping us sane, um, yeah. and I, I you know I really I really see this as a as a not just you know I think that's, there's a Jonah moment here for us. That's that's my earnest that is my earnest prayer too. Um, I, I feel my I feel my my cynicism will overtake it with the short memory thing, but but this is my prayer. My prayer yeah. is that this yeah, this is the this is the trans the catalyst of transformation that we as a nation can, can turn things around. You go, you go with Jonah in the fish. I'm going with Elijah in the cave. Mm. Uh, you know, something's coming to kill us and we got to run and hide. Yep. Um, and we're in there. And while we're in there, we experience things differently. Yeah. And we experience our, our, our self. We experience the divine. We have the time if we choose to, be still and listen to the still and, small voice you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot on the screen to distract us and it's not helping that a lot of it is becoming more and more free right um, you, you know i said you know depending on how long this lasts it'd be fascinating to see if four months from now if we're still in this all this free stuff is still coming out um you know, I paid for CBS All Access to watch Picard, and now the whole thing's on there for free, and I'm not <laughs> happy about that because I paid, and I feel well, cheated. But I, but I have to admit that I've given more money to artists in the last month than I had before. Sure. Because, right? Because before, you were getting a paycheck and, from and, and, whoever, and now, like, Sure. I Here signed up and paying for a lot of crap and it's being now offered free and, and I'm kind of torn about that. <laughs> I, I, I get that. I get that. CBS doesn't need your money though. No, no, no. Not CBS. <laughs> like I'm talking about our local, but like, you know, yeah. like we watched a, a, a friend of mine from Louisville who now lives in Nashville. Like he's a singer songwriter and he put on a mm -hmm. tiny living room concert and, and, I, and it was great. And I was, yeah. and we listened to it and I was like, 
here's twenty five dollars. Yeah, like, it's 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 an opportunity for a lot of people that yeah. that they are because uh, that is the one way. Like, there's a lot of people talk about this being equalizing in terms of the effect of the disease, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Like marginalized communities are going yeah. to be hurt by this more. disproportionately. Yes, absolutely, because they don't have the access to healthcare. Period. But it can be equalizing in terms of our consu- the, the things we decide to consume, right? And and giving as much attention and our our time, our attention, and our money to the friend who is doing an Instagram concert as we do to the blockbuster movie that is now no longer going to be in the theaters, right? Right. So like, you that's, know, it's, that's it, the thing where it is equal. That's the place where it is equal. What's so interesting to me about that is that like movies are just postponing. They're like, we'll just postpone till it's over and you come out and you can spend all your money. And I'm like, just give it to us. Like just, I'll pay you six ninety nine or ten ninety nine for my ticket. Just give it to well, us. Well, and particularly for like, I mean, when I look at, you know, my very limited worldview of like, like wanting the Marvel stuff of like, just put it on Disney Plus. Right. You have Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Put this whole, this whole like new releases you can rent for 20 bucks. What is that bullshit? No, no, no. Just, Come just, on. You've, you've got your streaming service that I'm already paying for. I'm just already put it, doing just it. put it there. I mean, and, and yeah. Disney did do that with Onward, which I thought was was smart well and and to and be honest gonna if you're gonna with, do it do it for the kids stuff because and they're, and they're gonna do it with more stuff because that's a whole nother level that like as a parent with little kids i am like we yeah. have we have an extroverted son that is going crazy right now. <laughs> that's, that's a parents and kids is a whole other topic. That's a whole other episode. thing. <laughs> he is, he so is, like he is not doing well he is struggling <sighs> and and he is not doing well and i mean i think that's so I need to, I need to pull this back a little, right? Like, so, you know, I kept thinking about what are the Easter traditions besides the meal? The meal for us is important. Worship, of course, is important. Um, I'm thinking about, I, I, my genuine, I mean, we get friends together, yes, but like, I'm genuinely um, in prayer for families like large families who love each other that like get together on Easter. Right. Like, and I'm worried about them that they will either do it anyway, or they won't. And like feel isolated, feel heartbroken. heartbroken. Um, But I also kept thinking like, well, we could do an Easter egg hunt and that would be fun. You know, like we could do these things. Um, Like, and I'm I'm just wondering, like, I mean, Easter is a season, not just a day. But what are I mean, so what are some blessings that could come of it? And I'm specifically like as a bird chirps, I'm like, I'm so grateful it's spring. Yeah, for real. I'm this, I won't would, be, lie about this that. would be so this would have been so much harder. I mean, and, and here's what's hard about this. Like, if we would have taken this seriously when it really f- emerged, then, like, our social isolation would have started in February. And that would have been really, really hard. It would have, yeah. And, like, I would have been... Oh, that was fast. I would have been in a really rough place. Um, in no, the, no, no. In the and cold I, and dark of winter. So people, I mean, people have been emailing me and texting me going, like, 
when does this end and what is this, whatever. And I, I've literally said, I am grateful for sunny days. I am grateful for birds chirping. I am grateful for flowers. Like the fact that this is happening in the beginning of spring has been a genuinely it's a, life. It's an actual blessing. Like it has. So See, like, no, I disagree with that. Cause if this was happening <laughs> in the beginning of winter, it'd almost be easier to handle because we're usually stuck indoors in winter anyways, right? A lot of us spend less time outside during winter. I think winter would have been a better time for this to happen. Because now it's more no. frustrating that spring coming into summer and we can't do the we can't do the usual outdoor gathering things. So for us, our our patio is another room of our house, right? Okay. So we and and that is not usable in the winter. Okay. Um, I can see that. So for, I can see that. Yeah. So, and we're, we're a little bit South of you, you know, so today was a day where the high was in the, maybe, maybe close to 60, maybe not. And we sat outside, we were outside most of the day. And so yeah. for us, like being able to be out, like, yes, in the winter we're inside anyway, but <sighs> No, I, there's something there's something about being able to open up and getting to another place in our house it it and and you know with the with the yes we can't go be with a lot of people but right being able to able to open your windows get fresh air see that yeah see the see the fact that you know uh leaves are coming on the trees flowers are happening like right. like life is going on so there is well, there is a sense of 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 hope that spring brings. I do, I do, I, and I think that that this year, more than probably every other year, the the natural spring, the natural hope that is appearing, I'm holding on to much deeper than I ever have before. Like, oh look, trees are still like life yeah. is still going on. Things are blooming, even though my life has stopped, if you will. Right, like right. like everything is happening and so for me i mean really like every year that's a that's a joy um when i was in upstate new york it wasn't like easter and spring didn't coincide <laughs> necessarily right but in maryland it it kind of does um so trees are blooming there's tons of pollen everywhere i'm taking allergy pills twice a day you know i'm not um, i'm not listen that's the one thing i don't miss about Oh, the in that area, oh that, that that pollen thing. Oh I'm literally God. taking Zyrtec twice a day, and my like oh, and I mean, my like all of it. It's not as bad as Central Ohio, where you could like actually see the pollen. Like, right. It was, yeah. But it's no, no. When I would yeah. lived in Kentucky, it was worse. But like, I don't. Is, I don't miss everybody's car being yellow. Don't yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's there. But I, but I do, I do anticipate that I do see spring as an Easter blessing. I really do. Um, and as we go through this season, I'm just, and I was, I was, I'm, my birthday comes in the Easter season and I see that as a new year for me, like a new time and a, a new rejoicing and, and I'm going to find a way to celebrate that the best I can. And, um, and I don't know what any of that looks like right now, but I think that going back to our previous question, I think that's part of what connects me to the original story. Is that like, I don't know what all of this looks like, you know, um, 
I'm, I'm healing. I'm, I'm simultaneously experiencing trauma and healing from it all at once. And like, let's just, you know, let's go on this journey together. Um, but I think that that's one of the beauties that will come out of this is that unifying spirit that, that we've all, we've all experienced this together. Also, it's a great opportunity to really double down on the practice of mindfulness and being in the present moment exactly. because we have no clue about the timeline of we this don't, at we all. Don't. Well, and that's part of it too, is like, so I've said that multiple times too, right? This isn't a matter of when or of if we get it. This is a matter of when we get it. And, and part of it for us right now is staying in is about waiting because we don't, there's so much we don't know. Right. And so it's waiting until that peak of the curve goes so that if, if you will, right? Like when it happens, there might be, there might be a bed open for us or there, like yeah. in there's case, more, there's, yeah, more availability of services, right? Yeah, like just, just in, in case, case yeah. we need it or just in case. Cause I mean, that's part of it is like, well, on one hand, there's these risk factors. And on the other hand, we really don't know, like random people are in the ICU and we don't have any idea. And we're taking all these guesses like, well, they were slightly overweight or well, they had a minor, you know, blood pressure. Well, they blah, blah, blah. Um, but we don't know, we don't have any idea. So, and I think that's part of, part of that, what takes me back to the disciples and particularly the women, the women in the morning was like, we don't know what happens outside these doors. So we're going to stay here. Um, you know, I think this will connect me to the Thomas text a lot more of like, I, I wasn't here. <laughs> what happened? Catch me up. You know, like what? what and also, I'd like to see some proof that everything is okay. That everything's all right before I leave these doors again. Right. Or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, before you convince me that it's okay, yeah. I want to see some proof, you yeah. know? I want to see those numbers go down before yeah. I leave I, my house I, freely. I need, I need some some science go. that says that they're so better. I think, I mean, I think scripturally and theologically, we can be more connected on a psychological basis. We're, we're not doing okay. <laughs> you know, like I think, but I, I also, you know, part of what the Easter lilies and the lift high the cross and Jesus mm-hmm. Christ is risen today and the trumpeters and the organ it's taken away some of that, you know, that fear and that trauma yeah. that we can now reconnect with. I think one of the things that also, I mean, just just generally speaking, we as 21st century Americans have had such a comfortable run of things. Yeah. And like, and even in this, I'm still more comfortable than most of the world we, we are not really suffering like i mean, <laughs> you know, like, let's like, put it in like, let's let's admit that this like, is really I mean, not suffering i mean how much streaming do i have I mean, how much and, and even even with like you know we haven't done a whole lot of the streaming and whatnot and like I, it's it's the working from zoom you know i'm still not working in a cotton field i'm still not working you know, in a, right. in a mine, I'm still not worried. Like I'm still super comfortable. Like a lot of frustrations I've seen this weekend is, Oh, zoom just made it mandatory to enter a password. Oh my God. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, Which, I mean, I have to say, as somebody who has walked through multiple 80-year-olds through a Zoom meeting, (laughs) oh, my God. It's annoyances, right? Like, we have annoyances. Right, right. right. Oh, look, my meeting is buffering a little bit. We have... Okay, they are annoying. As middle-class 21st century Americans, we have annoyances. (sighs) We don't have hardships. No, we don't. We have annoyances. (laughs) And, like... The the hardships that we are experiencing, I mean, so I, I will say, like, one of the things that was hard this weekend was, like, my first person that I know was infected with the, with the virus, right? So, like, I, there, I now know someone who has the virus, and she's, she's doing the things, and, like, I'm a little, I'm worried, but, like, she's so far so good, right? It's still at this point kind of six degrees of separation. I know that as this goes on, it won't be that. And like those degrees of separation are going to get smaller. It still brings us so much more in line with where most of humanity has been for the entire history of humanity. And like we, we, I have to, I won't say we, I have to take that into account of like, this is, this is maybe the hardest thing I'll go through, you know, depending on, on what the other side of this looks like. And it only brings me like, a, 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 you know, within a shout of like what most of humanity has had to go through. You know, like yeah. most of humanity has has like has had forty as kind of like oh you're old now because I was just saying like that <laughs> you know I mean, like forty is is don't is be don't be age. throwing that don't be throwing it out a couple of days before her birthday. I, on, I, well, what are you I, doing? I, 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 that, that was that was actually intentional. <laughs> I was like of like three weeks for three weeks away. Forty <laughs> like, within three weeks of 40 being the age expectancy as opposed as opposed to the midpoint which is where we are you try to dig no, that out wait, all you want man you try to dig that out it's not working. wait wait Derek just admitted his middle age it's taken me 4 months to get here. it has it has I, taken you 4 months i'm very proud of you but you know i i think all of that is 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 to give perspective of like for us, you know, the scripture was written to, for, and by those who suffer. Right. Yeah. And, and we're, we're suffering. And like, I, I won't make, I won't take that away from us. Like we are actually suffering, but like we're suffering in a way that is still not comparable to the ways that most of humanity has suffered, we are we are inconveniencing really hard. We, we are still well, mostly. I don't like, know so we're suffering yet. Super inconvenient. I mean, so the majority of us, right? And yeah. then there's there's the healthcare workers. Sure. Who there are, are some actually, who are suffering. Absolutely right. Yes. Like absolutely. who are who yeah. are actually genuinely making sacrifices, and I think that's part of it. Is for me that, and and not in a not in a negative way at all, but like what part of what keeps me humble through this process is not just knowing people that are infected, but like knowing the healthcare workers, like specific healthcare workers that are like, I've dropped my kids off. I'm not seeing them for months possibly, Yeah, you know, and, and 
I, and, and being able to say that in a way, like when we talk about this week, when we talk about the sacrifice of self that was made, that's a part that we're genuinely seeing right now in a way that we haven't seen in a very long time. Yeah. Um, of, of sacrifice. And, and, and I think something that is not able to be argued in a way, like there's plenty of us that could argue, argue that war going off to war is not a sacrifice necessarily worth, you know, wh- whatever. Right. Like right. just as, just as, I mean, not that, not that soldiers aren't, you know, don't deserve no, the praise I, that they I understand get, what you're saying. But yeah. you understand what I'm saying. But in a way that like we're sacrificing for the greater good. And as we go through this Holy Week, I think that as we talk about Easter blessings, I think that that is genuinely one of the blessings that we can get is there is a sacrifice being made today by yes. people who are like, I am willing to risk my life and my family to save others. It blows my mind about, you know, healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, even even psychologists who are leaving their towns yep. where they're relatively safe to go to hotspots like New York. Like yep. if, if New York said, hey, we need ministers to come because we, there are people who need some spiritual hands-on pastoral right. care. I don't know I'm getting on a plane to go there. Like, I'm, I'm going to admit that right now because I mean, I'm have, thinking like, yeah. I'm thinking like, you know, my daughter's lost her mom. She don't need to lose her dad too. Right. She's 19. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to get on a plane. I am and like, absolute and every of one of them has that story in some way. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and that's, that's part of all of this for me is, you know, I'm trying to actually ask these questions about, so our church building is empty, but how do we use our facility, our, our grounds, as people drive by it every way on the way to the hospital, how do we put signs up or something that say like, we are with you and thank you. And, you know, something that is a message mm, of, yeah. of hope that is, you know, we're, we may not be here, like we're staying home for all of you, but how can we show some display of, of gratefulness for that. And, and I think that that's part of the wrestling of Easter is what's the display of, of hope? What's the display of, of joy in this moment? Um, I mean, all of us, I'm, I'm sure not only have doctor and nurses friends, but chaplain friends, you know, who are literally holding the hands of people as they die because their loved ones are not allowed to be there. And that, that is like, my job is to, to be there for them. And honestly, and we've said this over and over again, and I'll say it again, my job is to stay home for them. Like, I will stay home and I will stay safe and I will stay well for you um, so that I'm not a person that you have to hold, you don't have to hold my hand um, or I, that I don't infect somebody else that you have to hold their hand. So I, I mean, I think that's all of it. I think that's, and so, yeah, the flowering of the peach tree brings me a whole lot of fucking joy right now. <laughs> like, right? Like the tulips coming up brings me a whole lot of hope because and that's at, it. And at the same time, you don't all have to get out at the same time to see them. Shout out to the people who mopped them all in DC for the cherry blossoms. Y'all should have been staying home. I'm just right. going to put it out there. No, right. That's real. That's Seriously. super real. <laughs> That's real. That's super real. And I mean, you know, um, and 
the healthcare workers, of course, the grocery store clerks, the people at Lowe's who are not practicing social distancing. And I wanted to yell at them all when I was there, <laughs> but you know, they were open and they were there yeah. and a lot of them were older and in at least age wise in these vulnerable categories. And we were trying, but y'all just stay safe, just stay out there and safe, stay safe. And, and I, I do think Easter, the scriptures bring us that message. Like the disciples didn't run out after Jesus appeared to them and be like, Rome, here I am. You know, they went away to Galilee and they went back to where they were okay and they were safe. And, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yes, they are. Yeah. The message, the, the, the message of hope that Easter brings is, I think in many ways, while while it might seem weird to be saying it now, it's still the message we need now. That, right. That we're not we're not going to be in this tomb forever. Right. We're, we're going to get out at some point. We're going to get out, and what really matters is how we treat each other on the other side of all of this. Yes. And who exactly. we are on the other side of all exactly. of this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let's let's get out of the tomb and make something amazing happen. Right. Hashtag Christianity, and let's not get out of the tomb and. Go, go back. back to whatever. Go, go back to fishing. <laughs> go back to the way things were before. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. Thanks. I got my Easter talk. I appreciate it. All right. This. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? You. This no, is my. That's we're, it. We're, like as long as we're as long as we're cited, uh, that's that's all that matters. So a big thanks to our special guest Derek Weston, and we'd like to thank the originator of Pub Theology, Brian Burkoff, and our producer. Oh, wait for it, Derek Weston. Wait, are we um, thanking Brian really? Because dude was AWOL. We're thanking Brian as the originator of this. It's, okay. it's the way that like new Star Wars stuff thanks George Lucas. Ah, right. gotcha. gotcha. Cat okay. tip. Okay. okay, all right, got it. You know, um, listen or connect with us anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts. Watch us on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram TV. Sign up on patreon.com slash ptlive for more content. You nailed it. So proud. Uh, no slash tags today. No slash tags. Um, and if you want to start a pub theology in your town, I would wait for a while. Unless it's virtual. You can do Unless virtual. It's virtual. If you would like to do a virtual, go to pubtheology.com slash directory for more um, information. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. Thank you.